I'm a Medium, Ask Me How, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. Hey, twin. <laughs> We're twinsies today. We are Tina. twinsies. You know, totally unplanned. Totally unplanned. We joke. We joke about the twin mm-hmm. thing, but it's creepy. In a cool it way. Is. But it's creepy. The fact that you showed up in a WandaVision hoodie and I showed up in a WandaVision t-shirt that's the same exact t-shirt, epic. 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 I did add the black hat just to top it off. You I will did. I will you say did. I did not come down in a black hat backwards, but I, I did add that. You're giving me plant daddy vibes. <laughs> I did buy a new plant. Did you see oh. it? She's so cute. She's in a little Dana, what's, it, what's her name? Edna. Edna? (laughs) Is that a family name? Well, no, it's like Dedna. Instead of Edna, it's Dedna. Because she's in a skull. That's epic. She's so cute. That's epic. That's not a family name, though? No. (laughs) Solid question. I mean, in in regards to this episode topic, yes, it is. But, like, Mm -hmm. if you guys aren't subscribed to our YouTube, you could see how cute Matt and I look today in our matching shirts. Mm-hmm. We look, we look awesome. We look phenomenal. I think we were separated at birth, except like, I, I think you were stuck in the womb for eight years. <laughs> I couldn't get out. <laughs> we're twins, except I was born eight years ahead of you. Uh, that was a long gestation period, it was, but it's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so Dana, I have a question for you. Yes, Matthew. And I feel like this is a question I repeatedly get over and over and over again. That I feel like we need to dedicate this podcast to those questions about connecting with your loved one on the other side yourself. Yeah. Cause I know we say a lot, you don't we don't want you to need us. Absolutely. And and a big part of our job as mediums is to bring forward that validation of continuation of life, that your loved ones are mm-hmm. always around you. And I always say that your loved ones come to us through you. It's not like they're always hanging out around us. They're, they're Mm -hmm. around you. So, you know, it's really important, um, to know that, but it's really tricky even for us mediums, because I want to hold space Mm -hmm. for a second for you all to understand and know that like us mediums struggle with feeling that connection to our loved ones in spirit. Um, because, Connecting to our own loved ones in spirit isn't like doing mediumship. No, no, there's, there's a bunch of things that go on to that. 
So in mediumship, there's an active mind that is our everyday, right? It's our everyday thinking mind. It's where we are being present and being currently in this world. And for a medium to connect with the loved ones on the other side, we have to go into a passive state or a state of neutrality, right? So basically anything that prevents us from going into our active mind is where we want to be. When we are trying to connect with our own loved ones, we have a sense of emotions. We have a sense of an emotional reaction. We have investment in the spirit. So when I'm reading for, like, let's say I'm reading for Dana, I have no emotional attachment. So I can stay passive as much as I can in the moment. But when it comes to my own, like, father um, or my stepdad, my, my, my dad, I'm going to have an emotional reaction. It's going to pull me back into my active mind. So therefore, is my evidence that my dad is around me evidential? Mm-hmm. Most likely not, right? Because I'm going to be like, oh, and I'm going to hear what I want to hear, not what I need to hear. And so that is very difficult for a mediumship reading. And so I personally go to mediums to get readings because I know I've soiled the waters. (laughs) This is not safe waters to go in. What about for you, Dana? Well, you touched on that really, you didn't say the word, but the word that I think is missing out of that whole equation is bias because we have bias Mm -hmm. because it's our own loved ones. And as evidential mediums, which I know both you and I are, the way that we bring forward your loved ones is by bringing forward evidence that there's no way we could have possibly ever, ever known. And when it's our Mm -hmm. own loved ones, we can't do that Mm because we know it, Mm -hmm. right? So that feeling of connection or bringing forward evidence as a way of validation, that is is Mm -hmm. gone. Um, That's out, out the window. So, you know, is it easier for a medium to connect with our own loved ones? Maybe in some aspects, yes, but in other aspects, I think we're almost in our heads more about it, which is kind yeah. of funny, right? Because our our biggest thing that we work through in development is getting out of our own minds. Um, mm-hmm. For me, um, I've been really blessed to have really good connections with my loved ones in spirit since they've passed. What I've really tried to really hone in on is not trying to get hung up on those validation or evidential pieces, but I think about people in their energetic signature and how they made me feel or like sometimes, and sometimes it can be like pieces of evidence. Um, sometimes it can be a scent or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, or, um, Oh, you know what I had done it. This was a cool reading that I had done. It was actually the person in spirit was a medium in life. And he had brought forward this example for his wife that I was reading for. And he said, imagine that you're, you're just, you're, you're in, in a room with somebody and, and they're alive, everything's normal. And they just go to the bathroom. What does it feel like when that person goes to the bathroom, when you can't see them, you can't but hug you know them, in the house. but you know they're still in the house. Mm-hmm. That is what spirit feels like. That's what loved ones Ooh. feel like. And it was so cool that this example came forward from another medium 
in the spirit world giving that example. Because it really is. It's just their, their energetic signature, their energy being there. You just can't give them a hug. You can't see them. Yeah. You can't hear them the same way. But you can feel that they're still around. Mm -hmm. And I think they give a lot of signs too, right? That we just are so... I think... And another thing that I want to add before I go into that is grief. Grief. I don't want to say blocks mediumship, but grief will is an obstacle. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best word I could use to describe grief and, and mediumship is that it is a hurdle. It's not impossible, but we are so emotionally invested and we want to have our loved ones come through in a very clear way ourselves that we don't realize that we're not holding space for getting over their loss because mediumship is not a replacement for grief. Mediumship is not a replacement to bring back somebody back to life, right? And I think when we look at mediumship in our own way, or spirit communication, if you're not a medium, is we want these clear, very concise, very like in your face. But spirit doesn't communicate that way. They communicate in a very subtle way. It could be a thought. Mm -hmm. It can be a smell. It can be hit you in the middle of the day when you're doing dishes at the sink and all of a sudden they just pop up randomly. Mm -hmm. And then that could cause an emotional reaction. Those are always what I'm like. Those are signs. Absolutely. Those are signs. You know, for me, what, when it, the I've lost a lot of people in my life. Um, but mm -hmm. The first one that I lost um, when I knew, knew, knew that I was a medium. And when they passed away, and I couldn't feel them right after they passed. And I felt mm -hmm. like I was broken as a medium. And I was like, me out of anybody should be able to feel this person. And it was a huge learning lesson for me because, and, and when I went to spirit and I was like, to my guides and to like, why can't I out of anybody should be able to feel this person? And they said, it's because your human hurts so much and your human emotion is so big and spirits messages and signs are so soft and subtle. No wonder we mm -hmm. miss them. And it's not that they're not around or that we don't feel them. It's that our human emotion, those, the sadness that we feel. And the, if we think about the stages of grief, there's denial, there's anger. Anger is such a huge emotion and anger is a really normal um, emotion that we that we try to like really push aside, but that is really important in the grief process. There's there's sadness. There's all of these layers of mm -hmm. grief that we that are so big. Of course you're gonna miss the subtle little whisper or the subtle little thought or you're gonna dismiss mm -hmm. that as a sign because it's not this big because it's not as big as the pain that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, so it was a big aha moment for me of being like, okay, my human hurts. Because we forget as mediums that we're, we're human first. First and foremost, we're human. And just because we're mediums doesn't mean that we don't grieve and that we don't feel lost the same way as everybody else. And that was a huge life lesson for me as a medium and, and understanding that I have to process loss and grief just like everybody else does. And I will say two days later, this person 
was there and, and has been coming to me ever yeah. since. But it was like this huge life lesson for me of, of like, this is, this is something that you are going to need to sit with and understand that like when life and our emotion are so big, it's okay and normal for us not to be picking up those signs and symbols or feel our loved ones around. And it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that they're not around and it doesn't mean that you're broken for not feeling it. Well, I think, I think there's a couple of things that we need to take into consideration too, is that spirit doesn't want to really come in and cause more grief. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think a lot of people want their loved one around them immediately when they pass, but spirit wants you to have a new normal mm -hmm. because they're intangibly around you. And if they were to make their presence known to you every single day, every single moment, how, what would that grief process be like mm -hmm. of being almost tortured every single day of knowing that they're around you and you can't tangibly touch them. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say that spirit leaves process for your new normal. Mm -hmm. They like to get you to a point where it's like you are continuing on without them, but with them at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's a hard part because I mean, to circle back to what you said, I hear this a lot. Um, why can't I feel my loved one? Yeah. You know, it's like, my first question is, well, where are you in your grief process? Do you know? Mm -hmm. Where are you feeling emotionally? I understand the desperation to want to hear from them, but why? Mm -hmm. Why? What are you? What are you? What are you hoping to get out of hearing from them? Right. And so, like, I think asking yourself that question, sitting with that, of being like, yeah, you're right, because I can bring them forward. And I can give you evidence that they're around, but what is the resolution that you're looking for in that mediumship reading for yourself or from some from an actual medium? What is the end game for you? Because it's different for everybody. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And those are the questions that you, uh, you want to. And then another question that I also get are, <clears throat> what are signs my loved ones are around? Mm-hmm. So for, for you, Dana, what signs do you have that you know that your loved one is around you? Because you have more family interaction than I do. Yeah. So I, I like to be transparent about that. Yeah. Um, so they're, each one of them has their own thing. Um, so I, I'm going to talk broadly about it, but um, mm -hmm. one of them is numbers. I get a number from one of them constantly. Um, that's how they always show up. Um, another one, it's a song. Um, <laughs> and I love your text messages to me being like, so-and-so is playing with me. Today. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> the, another one shows me really colorful cars. Um, another one, um, you know, it's, it's, it's feathers. So, you know, what I always tell people is our first thing is to, when a, when a sign comes, because sometimes it's an animal for some people, sometimes it's a song mm -hmm. and simply sometimes just the random thought of that person popping in your mind out of nowhere is them just saying hi really quick. Um, and it can mm -hmm. be like a split second. Um, I want to tell you guys as a medium, people think that we like hold the messages that we get from your spirit loved ones, um, that they're in our heads for a really long time. Actually, they're just they're, they pop in our head very quickly. Mm -hmm. That is 
typical of spirit communication. They don't like sit there and hold in our head forever. So I want to tell you mm -hmm. if like your loved one pops in your head randomly out of nowhere, that's them saying hello. That is typical of spirit communication is that very quick little drop in. Um, but having a song that pops in out of nowhere, you could be at the grocery store or you could get in your car and like a, a song pops up. Or if there's a number that means something to you, maybe it's a death date or a birth date or just a, mm -hmm. a number that means something or an animal. The first thing that I, I want you to do is just say thank you. Because the first thing that we do when we acknowledge the sign, first off saying thank you is gets us out of our thinking mind to analyze it like, well, was that really a sign or real, 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 real? Just simply saying thank you acknowledges the sign and asks for more of it. So it acknowledges the sign from our loved one of like, that was you, thank you for sending that. And it gets us out of our, our analytical thinking mind for a second. And it does bring mm -hmm. us comfort to our heart knowing that they're around. So that's just number one. Number two, if you're like, who, but who is this? I feel like it's from somebody. Who is it? Who's the first person that comes to your mind that this could be from? And making that mm -hmm. connection to it. And then do you see repetitiveness about this thing? Um, and do you continually feel that that is from that person? Um, and attributing it to that person um, has really helped me. Um, there are some people out there that say, like, ask for a specific sign. Like, I want to see a purple dinosaur, and this is going to be from Grandpa. That has never resonated with me. No. Um, my thing has been more like set the intention, ask your loved one for a sign, and then let go of, of expectation. Correct. And, and don't hold on so tightly to what you think that this sign is going to be. Whenever we put tension in math, and I talk about this in mediumship, but whether you're a developing medium or not, whenever we put expectation on the spirit world, it doesn't work out real well for us. So release expectation and just know that when we set the intention and ask and welcome it in, it's going to be delivered. And Many times when we release expectation on how it's going to be delivered, it exceeds our expectations. So mm -hmm. just kind of say, I'm, I'm here, I'm open, I'm willing. Let's, let's have you come in when, you, when, you're, when you're willing to do it and how you're willing to do it. And then when they do show up, say thank you. Yeah. And, it, and, and another question that I often get, I don't know about you, is when uh, – we're in our lives and we're getting the Q and a part is people are always like, well, I saw this. Is it a sign? Mm -hmm. Right. Who's to say for me to tell you it's a sign. If you feel and you're thinking of your loved one, it's a sign. Mm -hmm. It's a sign. Mm -hmm. It's a sign. Is it bringing you a sense of comfort? Mm -hmm. Is it bringing you a sense of love? That's a sign. Mm -hmm. That is a sign. So even if it's a quick thought where you're like, I miss my dad. I love you. Mm -hmm. That's a sign. Mm -hmm. It's a sign. And you, we're talking to something that's intangibly energy, and it takes a lot for them to do stuff. I mean, the, the power of the spirit world is limitless, right? It's a limitless potential. So just release expectation of going through every single moment being so hyper-present, mm -hmm. right? And I think with signs, it's hypersensitive. Uh, we we want to be, like, looking around every single one. They'll drop it when you're, like, in a, in a like a zone out of nowhere. Yep. It'll really come out of nowhere. Yeah. You can't go hunting for them. Mm -mm. It's not clue. It's not lifting up rocks. Just be in this world. Relax. 
know, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this as many times as I possibly can, but I'm going to say it just with a little heavy heart. Your loved ones are always around you. They are. You miss them more than they miss you because they're always around you. Mm-hmm. And you don't need us to tell you that they're always around you. And they are okay. They are better than okay. They are perfect. They are perfection because they are of source. So just know that they see everything that's going on. They're in the car with you when you're driving. And you can say a lot out loud and they hear you. Mm -hmm. They can hear your thoughts. Your thoughts are energy. So if you're like, I love you, dad, in your head, just know that he heard you Mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're basically beckoning him forward by just mentioning his name right yeah so just take it easy on yourself and be gentle and be okay with the process of grief please get get to that new normal okay so 21 days makes a habit grief does not last longer than 21 days but just get in the habit of just acknowledging the signs as you get them and be okay with the small subtle signs absolutely i'm glad that you mentioned like how do you talk to your loved ones? Because I tell people to talk to your loved ones all the time. And they're like, how do you do mm-hmm. that? And I'm glad that you kind of said simply a thought um, is, is a great way. But literally, sometimes my favorite thing to do is literally talking out loud to them like they're in the car with me. Like they're a passenger mm-hmm. in the car with me um, is a great way. Writing them letters is also a great way. So any way that feels natural to you. Some people say, can I pray? Absolutely. Prayer is a great way. Meditation. Mm -hmm. Again, anything that feels natural to you, please know that they are around and they hear you. What Matt was saying about them always being around is true. And just simply thinking about them or um, any of that does draw their energy near and around our thoughts, our energy. So, So just that act is bringing them forward. But I want to just kind of Come on that and also say that as we heal, they heal with us. So if you have Mm -hmm. anger with your loved one, because let's just talk about for a second that sometimes it's not all roses and lovely and wonderful with the people that we've lost in our life. And that sometimes there's forgiveness that needs to happen. And sometimes they did bad things or sometimes we did bad things to them. And there's points of forgiveness or anger or things that we need to work through Um, with those that have passed. And um, this was a big thing for me with with one of my loved ones that had passed. And I I want to let you guys know this. And this has been shown to me multiple times, and it has been shown to me in my own personal relationship with my loved one in spirit. They are okay with you being pissed off at them. They are Mm -hmm. okay with you processing your anger, with processing your own trauma with processing your own things that you need to process to heal your human. They don't have ego Mm -hmm. in the spirit world. They are processing their own things in their life review and they are healing right along with you in your process. So it is okay for you to, there, there seems to be this whole thing. Like we can't be mad at the dead. It's okay for you to be mad at the dead. It's okay for you to have anger. It's okay for for you to experience whatever emotion you need to, it actually can be very healing and they're doing it right along with you. 
Mm-hmm. And what's not okay is to hold on to it. Absolutely. Right? We don't want to wrap up in our anger and live in it. Mm-hmm. We want to have that emotion, acknowledge it, and work towards unpacking it to heal into it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm going to be transparent uh, and, and be vulnerable for a minute. Is when my loved one had passed away. I went and saw a medium, uh, and this was a little a while back, where he had popped in, and he had mentioned the communication with another family member of mine. And he said, I'm giving that person space because they're so angry. Is they will give you space. If you they know that you they are causing you some sort of anger, they will hold back a little bit. And just be like, okay, that person's processing something. But when they're ready, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they go away. They just means that they just reel back their energy to not be a nuisance in your life to cause more injury. Mm-hmm. That is not their job. That is not their job. They are complete. They're complete. They, they don't harbor. They don't stick around. They're not trapped. They're not stuck by your thoughts. So uh, I did hear that one time where somebody said another medium had spoken to uh, one of my clients of saying he's he's trapped because you're angry with them. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's not. He's really not. They are more like, okay, I'm going to help my loved one as much as I can. And sometimes the best way is to just stand by and do nothing mm-hmm. and hold space for this person's feelings. Because if and I think one thing that we really truly forget is that all spirits are really human. And how they would react in life is how they still react on the other side, just with a sense of awareness, bigger picture, and empathy. So if you know that they would be a type of person that would be a, like non-confrontational, they're still going to be non-confrontational on the other side. That was who they were as a core person that's what made them who they were they don't change into another person when they cross over they just get a knowledge and an understanding of how things work Mm -hmm. a little bit better than we do in our little human ego meat sack Mm -hmm. bodysuit right so we are still who we are nothing changes Mm -hmm. right And so they never want to come in and just start being like, well, Dana's in pain, so I'm going to just pop in every single day to make sure that Dana's continuously in pain. That's not how it works. It's always for your greatest good and and for your healing. And and also understanding that you as the human have free will. And so Mm -hmm. you get to tap in and tap out of of having communication or whatever with with your loved ones as as you want. Um, and they're going right. to honor that. So if you want them to step back, they're going to they're going to give you your space. Um, but they're always they're always available. And they never judge. Mm-hmm. They never judge you. Because I think one thing that they understand is that I think the greatest thing for them is to live. Mm-hmm. Right. We come to Earth School for a reason. We want to feel, touch, taste, enjoy the beautiful things that life has to offer. And they never judge you because mm-hmm. they understand that everything happens for a reason. They actually, time doesn't really exist on the other side like it does here. So they might see five minutes ahead. They might see five minutes behind. I don't know. They've never told me about a timeline. But 
they understand that things happen for a reason. So if you're angry with them, they're going to know that one day, one day you're going to make peace with it, that you're not going to hold on to it forever. So process your feelings. It's healthy. Go to counseling. Counseling and mental health therapy are amazing. Go to a grief counselor Mm -hmm. to help. If you can't get the signs that you want to, maybe there's something that you need to work on yourself first before you can open that door for them, Mm -hmm. right? Meet meet them in the middle. But mental health is an important thing here anyway. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if they were here or not. Well, and and I also want to talk about the, there not being a timestamp on grief. You know, we we kind of mm-hmm. feel like uh, the, the number one question I always get to, I always say there's the number one question, and <laughs> we've done like the number one question a thousand times, and yeah. Well, we have, we're we the get, number one question podcast here at, at <laughs> Media Mass Me How. <laughs> um, but, but a good a question I get all the time is, how long do I need to wait to get a mediumship reading? And there isn't a perfect answer to that. Um, mm-hmm. because time, there is no time stamp on grief, right? right? Um, your grief process takes as long as your grief process takes. And in my opinion, grief never truly ever really goes away. Like our, no. we will always miss our loved ones on some way, shape or form. Um, I have a loved one that I missed that I lost when I was 11 and every year on, on his anniversary, it breaks me. Mm -hmm. And it happened when I was 11 years old. So the thing is, is like, allow yourself to feel when you feel, allow yourself to miss them when you miss them. But Mm -hmm. if it gets to the point where it, it's debilitating, where it gets you every single day, where you are having a hard time getting through, that is where you need to seek support and help. And it is normal, right. especially in that first year. We talk about that first year being one of the hardest. But the first year is hard because it's like the new normal, right? And then you have your first mm-hmm. holidays and the first, first, first. But nobody ever talks about the second year. The second year is actually really hard too. And and there's yeah. just there's just new normals and there's new everything. But it can be 10 years after somebody dies before you actually really deal with somebody being gone. So there is no timestamp on grief. Deal with Correct. it when you have to deal with it. It I didn't get my first mediumship reading for a really long time. So do it when it feels right to you, but don't rush to it. Mediumship is not a replacement for grief therapy or yeah. grief processing. Well, I think we wore an appropriate shirt today. <clears throat> yes. because I know I was going to plug it somehow, somehow here that WandaVision talks a lot about grief and it talks a lot about the processes and stages of grief. And then eventually Wanda goes to acceptance when she loses her partner, right? But a quote that will always stick with me on that show <clears throat> that best describes grief to me would be grief is love persevering. Your love never goes away for that person. Your love will always continue on for your loved one that has passed, but it's processing on how to direct that love into something else. How do you change your form of love? And I think that's the hard part as humans is we want tangible things, but it really is love with nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So we have to find a way for it to go into somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? And whatever it is, it's different for everybody. 
But I think holding space for knowing that it is a cycle and they will usually come near the acceptance stage, but just know that you may accept their passing and it could cycle again. Right. And that, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about with anniversaries is like by the time 11 months hits, you could be at acceptance and then the 12th month hits and you're back. Like you've lost them again. Mm -hmm. It's not a linear process. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like, okay, I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. And then you're all done. Um, No, no, you always, you'll always miss them. And that's okay. And no one should ever force you to go to any finish line to get anything Mm -hmm. around a loss and I think I see that as well I think the worst thing that you could say to somebody that's grieving is it'll get better Mm -hmm. it'll get better or or to dismiss anybody's grief mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh you should get over it Mm -hmm. you need to move on aren't you over it by now mm -hmm. or when you find uh when uh, I find when usually people that lose a partner pass are usually like, well, you need to move on and go date. That'll help you move on. Or uh, that's another question I get as a person that's lost a spouse, not not me personally, but as a medium, is, is my partner okay with me moving on? Mm -hmm. That's not the question. Your partner wants you to be significantly happy. Your partner wants you to have the most fulfilling life. And if you dating somebody else makes you fulfilled and happy that's all they want for you you're not replacing them Mm -hmm. at all love i would say love and i'm not saying i don't know how to word this dana maybe you can help me out but i'm going to bring this word into it love is polyamorous on the other side right Mm -hmm. love is true core you can love many people and it does not mean that you love somebody less because you love somebody new it just means that you have made room in your heart to love somebody else. And that does not mean that the other person is completely gone forever. I think that's a misconception. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the time is usually when people lose somebody like a spouse and they find somebody else that it's like that person never existed. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. no, they still existed. You just learned how to open your heart to somebody else. Mm -hmm. There's you, you've got plenty of love. There's no hundred percent gap on your heart. You know what, the number one emotion that I have ever felt from spirit, from your loved ones, is love. Mm -hmm. The number one emotion is this unconditional, just this love that pours in. And it's the biggest Mm -hmm. love that I've ever felt. And it's this unconditional, just this, it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever felt in my life. And the other thing that kind of, coupling onto that is that I want to talk about is they want you to live that Mm -hmm. your purpose here while you're still alive is to live and life is precious and, and we're not guaranteed another day and we're not guaranteed another Mm -hmm. moment. Um, so yes. What is love? Ooh, do you have an answer for that? That is a really, I think we always say love, right? But I really find that love, true love, is accepting somebody where they're at. Mm. It's accepting somebody for who they are at that moment of where they are at. That's kind of what I find love. love is you just answer. love somebody so much to be right where they are, who they are, where what they're doing, and where they're at. 
Let's take a moment. It's for that. just that that <laughs> that that acceptance. It for me, I I resonate with that a lot. It's also it feels like. It's funny because I I I lean in on how it feels, and it feels comforting. It feels safe. It feels like a big hug to me, just like it <laughs> envelops me and makes me feel really safe and okay. <laughs> and that's what the spirit world does. Mm-hmm. They love you for where you're at. And it can be any process of grief. It can be any point of your life, even the hard times. They will try to help you as much as they can. They, they don't really can't do much. Mm-hmm. But they can just make their presence known of being like, I acknowledge where you're at and I'm okay with it. And if you're, I'm not okay with it, and I don't think they're ever going to want to watch somebody struggle, but they're okay with you being in a tough time because it has meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, 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 mm-hmm. a tough time that we have. If somebody passed away and we never grieved for them, would it have meaning? Mm. It wouldn't have meaning. Mm -hmm. The fact that we grieve so heavily gives meaning to how beautiful the relationship truly met, right? Mm -hmm. And our job as mediums is just to bring forward to know that that person's still around and they know what's going on to just meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) That's all. Can we call this episode Mic Drops? Yeah. I do want to move forward a little bit into have you ever experienced large signs? Uh, yes. I mean, by large signs, like, I mean, you know that I get like thwomped over the yeah. head, like major. You, you get smacked around with some signs. Yeah. Yeah. I get huge. Um, I'll, I'll share this story. Um, so, I have a loved one that shows me numbers and it was the day before I was getting proposed to and I was driving down I-25 in Denver and I looked in front of me. It's 7-Eleven. We'll just give it away. It's 7-Eleven is the number that I get. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the clock on the radio or I, sorry, first off, the, the song that came up on the radio was this person's favorite song. And I'm, I'm probably going gonna, gonna to probably cry. And the song that came up on the radio was his favorite song. And, this, and the, the time on the radio was 11.07. And the car in front of me, their tags were due on 7.11. And then there was something else that popped up. And I had to pull over. And I said, who's dying? <laughs> like, I was like literally like <laughs> I, that was your first response. Yeah, I was like, "Shit, what the hell? Oh. Who's like, what's going on? Like, what what big thing is about to happen? Because this was such a big like, I'm here, I'm here, like this is like a big yeah. thing." And the next day, I was proposed to. Oh, Dana. You cry and I cry. Okay, so now we truly lived up to the intro to our thing where it's like, Dana cries, Matt's going to cry a little. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, so but nobody died, so but I got proposed to the next day. 
And now, mind you, this relative has never met your husband, but that's a big seal of approval of your life. You know, what's funny is my husband didn't even plan on proposing to me the day he proposed to me. Oh. Yeah. That's so sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, there totally are those big cry. signs. Those, those, there are those. And I have, um, I could probably write a book, especially from mm -hmm. that person, on the signs that they give me. Um, my uh, my loved one. You, I have a polar opposite version of of yours. <clears throat> when um, my loved one had passed, my loved one worked with energy. They were a regional director for a um, national grid company, so they had all of the East Coast. And so, like a normal uh, person that um, would only have like a small district, but my, my loved one had an entire region. Like it was. Like nobody ever has a whole coast. So this person knew electricity quite well, like very, very well. They worked on a nuclear submarine in the communications department, which is electronics. This person loved video games, which is electronics. This person loved energy. And during his passing, it was kind of fairly recent to a couple, couple days after, <clears throat> his family members had come in and were causing issues. And another loved one of mine had said the C word, like had was screaming. They were getting in a fight. Like it was a straight up fight uh, without hands. And my family member goes, said something inappropriate. And the whole entire second floor, second floor power completely went off. Now this loved one was non-confrontational. But when this loved one that had passed had enough, he would go, enough like you would not want to upset this person because when you push them you're going to push them and it took a lot to push them to that line but once they did they would shut it down and when that those lights went out i'm like okay we're done <laughs> <laughs> but then a few weeks later i had gone home and i was uh, in my room and i was talking about this loved one with uh, my mom and the power goes out on my floor and we were speaking in a not so great way because the person that had passed had passed in a very traumatic way. So, you know, we're processing, but they will let you know exactly how they feel if you push them way further <laughs> enough to, to shut off electricity. But those are extreme, extreme stuff. Yours are very like serendipitous. Mine are very like yeah. here. You want, you want to sign him here? I'm here. Mm -hmm. But I pushed him. Yeah. I pushed him to get that sign. Yeah, we slept you around, and and it and it wasn't fair for for me to do that to him, and I own that, right? But sometimes you just need to look at the type of person they are mm -hmm. for this sign. You know, one thing that what we didn't talk about was um, was dreams, because that that's another question oh. we get all the time: is like, is it my loved one coming in dreams? And so I just told you about a pretty significant sign for me. Now, I will tell you that this loved one has only come to me, has given me a visitation dream three times in my life. Mm -hmm. Visitation dreams are actually very rare. And so I want to just tell you all, like, visitation dreams are actually very rare. Right. Hallmarks right. of visitation dreams are it feeling very, very, very real. 
there's something about smell or something you can feel them. Something feels very real about them. Um, Mm -hmm. there's, there's something extra, like one of my visitation dreams, he actually made something fall in my house. So I had like that extra sensory thing that, that I knew that I knew that I knew. Um, so visitation dreams are actually very rare, but you should, with a visitation dream, you just, there's zero doubt. You just, Mm -hmm. you feel them, you smell them. There's extrasensory, whatever. What I want to also talk about with dreams, because it's very normal for our loved ones to appear in our dreams, because they're on our hearts and on our minds. And if our loved ones are appearing in our dreams, it is very common for our subconscious, that's our dreams are a place for our subconscious to deal with a lot of the place and the things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. But our loved ones showing up in our dreams should never be negative. <laughs> And if it is a negative dream, that is definitely a sign that you're processing some things that you need to work on, um, that sort of thing. So it's definitely journal, seek therapy, seek some some grief support, some things like that. But visitation dreams, um, like I said, should be very hallmark, very of of like very real, real, real stuff and are positive. Can I preach for one second? Please. Okay, so your mind is a huge filing cabinet. It is usually awake 10 to 12 hours a day. You have a lot of stressors in your life. There's a lot going on for your life. Your brain can't process every single thing during the day, especially because we don't actively process everything throughout the day. So you hold on to quite a bit of information as it's coming in subconsciously and consciously. Okay, when you go to sleep, your brain's main job in a REM cycle is to process and file and organize every single thing of what's important and what's not important and what's bothering you and what's not bothering you subconsciously and consciously. Okay, so it's going to file around and that is what dreams are. Dreams are your, your, your mind's way to decompress, process, disregard, and deal with things that you're not dealing with. And so when we look at a loved one that's passed, that is pain. And your brain is trying to protect itself and it's trying to process somebody's death. That is a human thing. So when I always have somebody come to me and they're like, I see my dad in my dreams, he's angry at me. Okay. That is not a visitation dream. That is most likely you processing the grief and loss of your loved one. And the guilt that you probably have around your loved one. If they're angry at you, that means that you feel guilty about something. So what are you feeling guilty about? Unpack that. And there may be some things in a dream that you can never unprocess. Like if your dead loved one's riding a giraffe down the safari and they're trying to call to you, but they're squirting a water gun full of jello. Hey, that's Were you in my dream dream last night? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I was the man in the back holding the umbrella with the salami on a tray. Oh, that Um, was you. Okay. But that is how our brains work. And so- I'm never going to be the one that's going to tell you, hey, you had a visitation dream. That's not a visitation dream. But I want you to have some healthy skepticism around dreams. But I also want you to journal. Start a dream journal. Uh, Start a science journal. Right? As you're getting these uh, journals, I want you to start writing down, well, what's my mood? What was I doing? 
Was I overthinking? Was I in a daydream state? What was the weather like? What stresses did I have go on? Start paying attention to those because spirit loves to communicate in trends. They love trends because it's easy to process a trend because trends are recognizable. And that is what we we love a good pattern. Mm -hmm. Our brains love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, if you constantly see a bird on a fence at a certain time of the day staring at you in a window, take note of it. Mm -hmm. If you see a butterfly hovering around your garden constantly every single Tuesday and it was around the time the person's death happened, pay attention to it because those are also signs. Dana, is there anything you'd like to add? Because I feel like this is a fun... I love this episode. This, and just talk to your loved ones. Episode. Know that they're around you. Know that they're cheerleaders for you, that they're proud of you, that they're around you when you're struggling. They're there cheering you on during your successes, that they're healing alongside with you, that they're around you. Just that that is the biggest mm -hmm. message is that they are around you. And that those little, those little signs, those little subtle signs, whatever they are for you, say thank you and just intend for more to come in, release expectation, and just always know that they love you. They, that, that love, love, love is there always and that they are okay. We are not, that those words come from John Edward. I have to give him credit for that. They are okay. We are not. So take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Get the care that you need in processing your loss, but remember that we are here to live and to grow and to be alive. Yeah. And I'm going to leave us with a good laugh. I just want to preface that they're never around you in the shower during sexy time or while you're going poop. So, <laughs> so you can have boundaries. <laughs> you're welcome. Because I do get that question a lot. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, they watch me have sex. Well, they know what sex is. <laughs> but they're not watching. <laughs> they're not creepers. Don't worry. It's okay. Well, everybody, we love you all. You're in our hearts. And Dana, take it away. We love you. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are. Bye, everybody. Bye.